Are you an athlete looking to redefine your journey beyond the game? Introducing Athlete, your gateway to new opportunities, brand collaborations, and financial empowerment. Join our thriving community of athletes and businesses where you can connect with brands, unlock exclusive campaigns, and amplify your impact on and off the field. Are you ready to rewrite the playbook for your success? Connect with Athlean today at www.athlean.app and let your journey to greatness extend far beyond the game. Athlean, where athletes thrive. What's up, fans? How y'all doing? We are here. We are back. It is the trade deadline. We got a bunch of mid-Lothian trades happening right now, but they're building some contenders. Welcome to the Two for One show. As always, it's your boy TPJ. Comment what city you from. Drop your city in the comments. Let me know where you're from. Just to start it off, as you saw in the little mini commercial, this episode is sponsored by Athlean. It is my brand new application for athletes. So if you are an athlete, go to www.athlean.app and sign up today. Um, our goal is to put money in 1 million athletes' pockets. We've already begun. We would love to help you earn more money um, and continue your career beyond the field. Um, so thank you. I appreciate you all for watching. Make sure you drop your comments in the city. So trades, 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 trades. The NBA has been going trade, trade crazy. We got new trades happening. I think uh, uh, PJ Washington just got traded to the Mavericks. So let's just hop right into it. Like we don't even need to waste no time. Let's hop into it. First trade of the day worth talking about. Gordon Hayward of the Charlotte Hornets was traded um, to the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, a lot of people have been wondering, myself included, um, if the Thunder were going to actually take the chance to try to win it all this year. Um, personally, I thought that they should wait a year um, and just kind of see where things land with the young guys. Like You got a bunch of young, talented guys um, and I think that, you know, rather than throwing someone in there that could potentially throw off the chemistry, um, I thought that they should have waited and kind of stood pat and see kind of see where they rank and where they stack up. Um, I saw a lot of Thunder fans being upset at this trade because they were saying that the Thunder needed more defensive rebounding and more of an interior presence, which I definitely agree with um, because Chet cannot guard Wimby, so he can't. Uh, for a million percent cannot guard Jokic. Um, so I think that if I'm the Thunder, their one miscalculation might be um, as it pertains to not going out and getting more size and more rebounding. But I do think Gordon Hayward is a great addition for them. Um, he's a guy that is kind of on the back end of his career. Obviously, we saw the catastrophic injury that he had when Kyrie threw him what is arguably the worst pass in history. Uh, but overall, I think Gordon Hayward is a great player. Um, he is not going to be a Hall of Fame level type of guy, but he is the type of guy that I think um, will come in and and not only help to, I'm sorry, will come in, I think Gordon Hayward will come in and not only help to kind of ease the locker room because um, he has experience, he's played on veteran teams, he's made the uh, playoffs, he's been the lead guy. 
but I think he'll also be able to just step in. Um, and where the Thunder have a lot of their shortcomings, I think he'll be able to make up for them. I think a lot of the times the Thunder can become too Shea Gilgis Alexander heavy. And I think that when that happens, usually, um, and he goes to the bench, the team kind of loses momentum as he goes to the bench. But I think now, um, me personally, personally, and I'm just being honest, he's on my fantasy team, and I'm going to be very, very upset if it happens. But personally, I would put Gordon Hayward in the starting lineup, and I would move Lou Dort to the bench. I think Lou Dort just doesn't have the opportunity to get the shots that he needs um, at this level to be able to score. Like Lou Dort is a guy that averaged 20. Um, he's been on my fantasy team. He's been very, very up and down. Um, some games he barely even hits 10 points. So I think if you put Lou Dort in the bench um, lineup and have him just say, Lou, when you come in the game, we want you to play the hellacious defense like you were known for when you first came in the league. And we want you to just put up shots and get buckets. Um, and I think putting Gordon Hayward in that star lineup, you lose a little bit defensively um, versus having Lou Dort in there. But I believe that Gordon Hayward is not a player that is meant to come off the bench at this stage. I think you kind of need his veteran presence to start the game off in his energy. So I think Gordon Hayward is a great addition for the Oklahoma City Thunder. So let's go ahead. Let's actually talk about a trade. Um, that is disappointing for a team that is not the team that made the trade. The Jazz are sending Kelly Olenek um, uh, and, um, and guard Ochi uh, Agbaji to the Toronto Raptors for Kira Lewis. Um, to me, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, for Kira Lewis, Otto Porter, and a first-round pick. To me, this is a move that um, Woj, I heard last night on ESPN, mentioned that the Warriors wanted to make. Um, in regards to trying to get Kelly Olenek to help to smooth out their um, size issues, their shooting issues in the front court. Uh, so I think it's very disappointing that the Warriors actually didn't pull the trigger on this. Um, and then obviously the biggest news in terms of trades for the day for me is Buddy Hield. Buddy Hield is a guy that has been rumored to be going to the Lakers for about two, three years He's been on the trade block pretty much from uh, the Indiana Pacers for uh, as long as I can remember, damn near since uh, right after he got there. Uh, and to see him finally go to the 76ers, I think it's great. Um, uh, people question why the Pacers would do this. And the Pacers did this strictly because they did not want to um, lose Buddy for nothing. And at least if you get three second round picks, at the worst, one of those might turn into someone of value. Um, 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 you know, Forkan Korkmaz had essentially um, played himself out of Nick Nurse's rotation and was no longer getting minutes. He demanded a trade, which is one of the boldest trade requests in NBA history. Um, and Marcus Morris, you know, Mook, he was on the Clippers. He's had a very steady decline since he's dropped 40 on the or 40, whatever, on the Clippers. Um, in Los Angeles that day when he was playing on the Knicks and basically auditioned the next day he was traded to the Clippers. Um, and then ever since then, he just hasn't been the same. But I do want to say this and not come off in a disparaging manner because I really do like Marcus Morris um, Sr. as a person. He's always been very, very nice to me. Um, he answered my questions at Media Day. Um, so shout out to Mook. Um, he went from the Clippers to the 76ers. Now he's in Indiana. Um, but I do think that he, to me, his his value, Marcus Morris Sr.'s value comes when you don't need it. And I think 
Now, let me rephrase that. Marcus Moore Sr.'s value comes at a level of to where he's an X factor. Like, you want him to come in and get buckets, but he's not a guy that you want to have to depend on in your starting lineup to be there for you. So I think overall, um, you know, just kind of looking at, you know, what the Pacers are trying to do with with Halliburton, with um, um, Benedict, with um, uh, 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 McConnell, you got Turner, you um, you have Siakam, you have Halliburton. I think now adding Morris and Korkmaz actually makes their bench a little bit deeper because Korkmaz can play. He can dribble. He can score a little bit. He's not going to light it up, but he can play. He's not a bad player. He just doesn't play defense. And the Pacers have made it very clear they don't give a damn about defense. They're going to try to outscore you, out-efficient you, um, and that's the way that they're going to win games. So I think that this is a big trade for not only the Pacers, but this is a big trade for the 76ers. Um, the 76ers, to me, their biggest and you know Achilles heel over the past really five years has been shooting, especially perimeter shooting when it comes to the playoffs. Um, they brought in Danny Green, and he was not – what they needed him to be he wasn't Danny Green from the Lakers, and even Danny Green on the Lakers, they he I mean they won a ring. But every if you if you remember the Twitter streets, you remember that them putting that jersey up, the Danny Green. How many more um, um, shots will he miss, or threes will he miss in a row? So, to me, the Pacers needed shooting. Um, I don't. I'm not trying to be disrespectful to him, but I've never really liked or been a fan of Tobias Harris as a basketball player. He is like a mid version of Carmelo. Um, and mid mellow is like, uh, whatever. Yo, shout out to my Swedish fan here. Your one and only Swedish fan here. Shout out to y'all, man. Jacob or Job, I think it's Job. Shout out to you, Job. Um, shout out to the fans around the world. You know, people laugh when I be like, yeah, I got fans, but I really got fans. Like, I've when I go to the Clippers game sometimes, my fans stop me and be like, yo, TPJ, what's up? So, shout out to the fans. Shout out to y'all. The brand is still here almost eight years later, and it's because of people like you, Job. Thank you all. If you're watching, once again, comment your city. But to round it out, Buddy Hill, good trade for the 76ers. They need shooting. They need scoring. He can plug right into where exactly where they need. Um, it also creates, to me, more depth um, because now if you're the 76ers until Embiid gets back, you can run out a lineup of um, uh, of, of Maxi, Heald, um, Batum, Harris, and Reed. And that's a lineup that I feel like can get you to the playoffs and keep them in a top four seed. You couldn't have done that with the lineup that they currently have right now. So this is a great trade overall for the Philadelphia 76ers. Moving on, let's go back and let's continue to spin the trade machine. Uh, Daniel House also um, went to the Knicks today as a part of a trade. Uh, hold on, wait a minute. Where is that Knicks trade at? Uh, okay, here we go. So the Knicks today, they acquired um, Alec Burks, um, um, from the Detroit Pistons. They also um, acquired Bojan Bogdanovich, which is a really big move for the Knicks. The Knicks right now, in terms of their depth chart, um, their depth chart is pretty damn crazy when you look at what the Knicks have and what they're doing. Um, even just to, you know, hold on, let me see if I can pull it up. Pull up the Knicks depth chart. 
the Knicks depth chart is like is really really nice. Um, you got Jalen Brunson starting point guard. You got Dante Divincenzo, Bogdan. I mean, I'm sorry, Bojan Bogdanovich, OG Ananobi, Hartenstein. Very very solid lineup until Randall comes back. When Randall comes back, that'll be Brunson, Divincenzo, uh, Ananobi, Randall, Hartenstein. That is. I wouldn't call it a championship level roster, but I wouldn't call it a non-contending roster. Then you bring Bojan, Alec Burks off the bench. Um, you still got Josh Hart off the bench. Presses Achua is off the bench. Um, I, I, I do think it, it sucks to see a guy like Quinn Grimes go. Um, I like Quinn Grimes. I think he'll 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 shine in De, in Detroit. I think what Detroit tried to do today. Um, with the trades that they made was really just try to change their work culture. Um, the work culture was just a culture of losers and losing. And after so much losing, and as you can see, the final trade details from Woj, um, um, the Knicks got Bojan Bogdanovic and Alec Burks. The Pistons got Quentin Grimes, Malachi Flynn, Evan Fournier. Evan Fournier is free. Evan Fournier is finally free, bro. Evan Fournier, since Tibbs took over the Knicks, and Evan Fournier signed that contract. About 40 games in, Tibbs was like, you don't play hard and you don't play no defense. You are going to sit your ass on the pine pony. Evan Fournier was making like $17 to $19 million this season. That's a lot of money to just sit on the bench. So you get a guy like Bojan Bogdanovic and you get Alec Burks back. Um, you just bolster your bench and bolster your starting lineup until Julius Randle comes back from his shoulder injury. So this trade for the Knicks, to me, so far, trade deadline, the Knicks have won the trade deadline. I think the Thunder are sneaky in there, but it depends on the Thunder to me. If they don't get to the conference finals, this, this trade for Gordon Hayward was not worth it. So I'll leave that there for the Thunder. But let's move on, continue talk some more trades. This trade I thought was very interesting. The Toronto Raptors exchanged Dennis Schroeder for Spencer Dinwiddie. Now, um, Spencer Dinwiddie is averaging like career lows in all of his shooting percentages. Um, some people feel like he's pro. He was protesting by the way he was shooting and playing. Um, and I made the joke that like I would be protesting too um, if I had my salary in Bitcoin and I had to watch my money go up and down every day. Um, but shout out to Spencer Dinwiddie. When you look at the numbers. It's actually a very even swap. Spencer is actually averaging, I think, uh, 0.4 more rebounds the game than Dennis Schroeder. Um, and Dennis Schroeder um, is averaging, I think, uh, a little bit more points than Spencer Dinwiddie. But I think Spencer Dinwiddie in this new Raptor system, um, you really want him to just score. I think Dennis Schroeder was playing too much point guard. And I think the Raptors really want Scotty Barnes to be the LeBron 0.4 type of guy. Shout out to Scotty Barnes, new face of the league, NBA All Star. Um, don't ever, don't ever doubt, don't ever doubt his coach. New face of the league, Scotty Barnes, coming for the crown. Um, but I think they want to put the ball in Scotty Barnes' hands. So you get Schroeder out of there. You bring in Dinwiddie. You just tell Spencer, Spencer, just go get buckets, bro. Like go get buckets, make the open pass, initiate the offense, and go get buckets. With Schroeder, Schroeder can't get buckets at the level he could anymore. Um, so, you know, overall, I just feel like they just wanted to make that swap, try to bring in some new blood, keep the new vibes going. 
Um, I think now if you put Scotty at the point guard, now you have Barnes at point guard, Barrett at shooting guard. I mean, sorry, Dinwiddie at shooting guard, Barrett at the three. You still got Jakob Pertle. And then you just kind of figure it out and rebuild from there. Um, um, he said, damn, the Nets made that trade. He said he wouldn't have. Um, Job said, how Schroeder's defense compared to Dinwiddie? Schroeder's defense is a lot better than Spencer Dinwiddie. So I'm not going to act as though um, the Raptors made a huge mistake um, in that. Um, but I overall, I do think that it's a fairly even trade. So I'm going to do one more trade, and then we're going to take a quick 30-second break. Let's talk about the uh, latest trade that happened 19 minutes ago. Um, P.J. Washington was shipped to the Dallas Mavericks for Grant Williams, Seth Curry, and a first-round pick. Now, Grant Williams. You tried. You really tried. But. The skill level did not match the determination. Um, and I think that what you saw clearly from the Celtics letting Grant Williams go last year was that he was just another role guy. He was not a real um, impact player when it comes to winning you a championship or getting like he could get he help you get there, but he's not a guy that's going to win you a championship. And you saw that with the when they played the Warriors, he was the weak link. Him and Jason Tatum. And you saw it last year. He was the weak link. Um, so it's unfortunate that he's going to turn into a guy that's going to be bounced around a lot in the league, but he did get paid. Shout out to Seth Curry. He gets to go home to North Carolina where he grew up with his father. His father's Dale Curry. Um, played for the Hornets. Hornets legend. Um, and, the, and the Mavericks ship out a first-round draft pick, which – I think the Mavericks are in a win-now mode. Um, the Mavericks also traded for um, Daniel Gafford Jr. along with P.J. Washington. So what the Mavericks are really trying to do is bolster their front court, add more scoring to their front court, and really allow Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving the ability to take possessions off. I think with the current team that they have, especially with like um, Lively being in and out of the lineup, the Mavericks are above 500 with Lively in the lineup. Uh, with him out of the lineup, they're below, um, um, you know, average. Um, and SSJD Shep said, PJ Washington is a sight for sore eyes. He jumps off the page. Yes, I agree. He is. Um, he's a sight for sore eyes. He's very, very good. He was kind of wasting away. Um, the Hornets drafted that new, um, um, you know, they drafted some new front court players. I think with Brandon Miller there, you actually don't need P.J. Washington. To me, if I'm the Hornets, I'm trying to build around a LaMelo Ball and Brandon Miller team um, and just add scoring – I'm sorry, not scoring, shooting, defense. Because um, even their coach, Steve Clifford, he said last night, um, you know, I've been brought here to help them get better defensively, and I don't think I've done a, a very good job. Which, shout out to Steve Clifford. You get the action. You get the do. You get the you do good dope award for February, because you've been tripping, bro, tripping, tripping. He basically called the team trash uh, uh, four days, three, four days ago. Yesterday he said he wasn't good at his job and that they don't play no defense. Steve Clifford, you are not leading men right now. I'm not inspired, bro. I'm not inspired. 
And if your goal is just to get fired, I feel you. I would want to get fired too. Y'all stink. But come on, bro. Come on, G. It's got to be another way. Um, Job said, PJ Tucker or Bones Highland are probably getting traded today. I'm going to be honest with you. Those trades make no difference for anyone. They might as well get traded to the Hornets. And yes, um, Steve Clifford is definitely ready to retire because I don't understand what the fuck that is for you to be like, yo, we ain't got no talent. We under talented and we don't play no defense. They brought me here to play defense, but I don't play no fucking defense uh, or I'm not coaching defense because we don't play defense. Like, come on, man. Come on, G. You get the You Do Good Dope Award. Um, so let's actually refresh the page on Woj. See if there are any new trades. Um, so the Dallas is sending a lightly protected 2027 first round pick. So it's not that bad. So let's see what Shams has been up to on the trade deadline thing. All right. So Memphis is sending David Roddy to the Suns for a pick swap. No, and uh, the Suns are going to get Royce O'Neal and Roddy from oh oh in a three-way trade with Brooklyn. Great move for the Suns. The Suns fans have been um, disappointed. I'm not going to lie. I've been disappointed in the Suns. But you see as Bradley Bill is coming into his own again and getting back to his normal self, um, they will be okay. Um, they'll be fine. Uh, they don't have anything to worry about until the playoffs. And I think for the Phoenix Suns, my main thing is – Who's going to strap up and play defense? And a guy like Royce O'Neal will strap up and play defense. A guy like Grayson Allen will strap up and play defense. But you have three essentially non-defenders on the – actually four on the floor in your starting lineup. Devin Booker, Bradley Beal, Kevin Durant, Yusef Nurkic. You're going to get cooked. You're going to get cooked. And, we'll, and we're going to talk Clippers after the break that I'm going to take in a minute. But you're going to get cooked. You're going to get cooked in the playoffs. Jokic is going to have a game where they're going to wind up playing the Suns, and he's going to have 50, 20, and 13 on 65% shooting and a block and two steals. So I like it, but I would have rather the Phoenix Suns have tried to go and get a Daniel Gifford. You know what I mean? Or even try to go get a guy like P.J. Washington. I think they need more size. They need more rebounding. They need more defenders. I'm, I, I'm not a big fan of what the Phoenix Suns have done this year. Um, but I do think that they are still in contention, and they still have a chance. It's just like it is what it is. So um, let's, let's continue to scroll through the trades. The Pistons are waving Joe Harris. Now, I want to say this. Sad moment. Because when KD, Kyrie, and Harden was there, at least at the start, Joe Harris was playing his ass off. Shooting great. Tops in the league in three-point percentage. And just like Marcus Morris... No disrespect to Mook. Shout out to Mook. Great human being. Very kind to me. But after that eclipsing moment of that season, 
It's been all downhill from here. All downhill. So when I look at things, I I feel bad for a guy like Joe Harris because Katie, Kyrie Harden was always hurt. So you can never really stay in your moment. But I still think a team like I still think a team could use Joe Harris's shooting, maybe in spots. Like I think the Mavericks could still no, the Mavericks can't use him in a rotation. Who could use Joe Harris? I have no idea who could use. Actually, if I was the 76ers, I'd call Joe Harris. Say, hey, big fella, we might have like, I don't know, five to ten minutes a game maybe. If you can shoot well, we need someone to come in, make some open jumpers. You can make that happen. I think Joe Harris is worth it. But I'm going to take a quick 30-second long, actually 45-second long break. I'll be right back. This is the two-for-one show. Stay tuned. Do not go anywhere. I'll be right back. Are you an athlete looking to redefine your journey beyond the game? Introducing Athlete, your gateway to new opportunities, brand collaborations, and financial empowerment. Join our thriving community of athletes and businesses where you can connect with brands, unlock exclusive campaigns, and amplify your impact on and off the field. Are you ready to rewrite the playbook for your success? Connect with Athlean today at www.athlean.app and let your journey to greatness extend far beyond the game. Athlean, where athletes thrive. Are you an athlete looking to redefine your journey beyond the game? Introducing Athlean, your gateway to new opportunities, brand collaborations, and financial empowerment. Join our thriving community of athletes and businesses where you can connect with brands, unlock exclusive campaigns, and amplify your impact on and off the field. Are you ready to rewrite the playbook for your success? Connect with Athlean today at www.athlean.app and let your journey to greatness extend far beyond the game. Athlean, where athletes thrive. Are you an All righty, we are here. We are back. Two for one show once again presented by my application, Athlean. If you are an athlete, fitness trainer, uh, semi-pro, amateur, um, college athlete, uh, any type of athlete, if you play pickleball, go sign up for my app. Uh, you know, uh, you know, I'm sorry for my app, Athlean. You can see the link below. Just type that into your browser and sign up. I would appreciate it. Our goal is to help get athletes paid. You can sign up. Um, you can join. There is a live and open marketplace where you can participate with brands and local businesses that are around you to earn extra money. It costs no money for the athletes. My goal is to really help athletes to build and grow their game beyond the field. So make sure you check out Athlean. Now, let's go ahead and let's talk about something that I want to really talk about. Who is the MVP without Embiid. All righty. So, fans, let's talk about it. Comment below. Who is your MVP? Joel Embiid is hurt. He is out. Um, he might not return this season. Who is your NBA MVP? I would like for you to tell me. Type that into the chat right now. Let me know right now. I want you to chat. If you don't chat it, then I'm not going to continue to talk about it. I want to know right now, as it currently stands, who is your NBA MVP? Who are you rocking with right now? 
Who do you want to see win the MVP now that Joel and B is down? I don't see any comments. I'm still waiting on y'all. Comment below. Who is the NBA MVP without Joel and B? Obviously, Joel and B was having a historic season this year. He was averaging um, tops in the league in points at 35 points per. I'm sorry, 35.3 points per game while still giving you a top 10 rebounding uh, at 11.3, as well as he was averaging uh, 5.7 assists, 1.1 steals, 1.8 blocks on only 3.7 turnovers, shooting 88% from the free throw line, 55% from the field, and 36.3% from the three-point line um, on only 22 shots which I think is the really vastly underrated part about what Joel Embiid was able to do this season. Only 22 shots. He only had to take 22 shots a game to average 36 points a game. Do you know how insane that? Let me, hold on, let's see. Michael Jordan, let's see. Every year that Mike averaged over 30, Mike took, let's see. Every year, Mike, every year Mike averaged over 30. When Mike averaged 37, he took 27.8 shots a game. When he averaged 35, he took 24.4, 32, 22. Embiid is taking 22.2. So when Mike averaged 30, when Mike averaged 32.5 points, he was taking the same exact shots as, as Joel Embiid, playing five more minutes a game, shooting less from the field. He was averaging more assists. He was averaging eight rebounds, which is incredible. He played 81 games, which is incredible. But he only averaged 32.5 points. The year after that, took 24 shots, averaged 33. Year after that, 22.4, which is technically more shots than Embiid is taking right now, 31.5 points. Year after that, 30.1 points per game, 22.7 shots a game for Michael Jordan. Next year after that, 32.6 points per game, 25.7 shots a game for Michael Jordan. After that, 26.9 on 23.8 shots a game, 30 points, 22.6 shots a game, 29 points, uh, I'm sorry, on 23.21 shots. Then he averaged 28.7 points on 23 shots. He literally took more shots than Joel Embiid in every single one of these seasons and average less points with the exception of when he took 27 shots a game. What Joel Embiid was doing this year offensively was absolutely unprecedented. It was. It was just absolutely unprecedented. Like, we've never seen anything like this before. We haven't. So, fans finally commented who would be their MVP um, without Joel Embiid. They, uh, I see some Anthony Edwards, Luca. Um, all right, somebody else. I need some more comments. Come on, who else? Who else y'all got? Um, shout out to you, Rose Quartz Lemonade. 
I'm glad you caught this live. Yes, it is lit. Who is your NBA MVP without Joel Embiid playing basketball anymore for this season? Now, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to hop into who I actually believe is the MVP of the league. And I didn't really want to give my guy credit. I didn't. But when you look at the work that is being put in, and when you actually talk about value, value, not numbers, not numbers, value, not, not numbers, value. The league MVP this year is actually James Harden. Value for value, game for game, since he has joined the Clippers, they are the best team in the league. Since he has joined the Clippers, Kawhi Leonard is playing some of the best, and not even just the best, but the most, like he's shooting like 50% from the field, 50% from the three-point line, 90% from the free throw line over the last like 30 games. PG is an all-star. Would not have been an all-star, I don't think, if James Harden was there. He's shooting massively efficiently and playing very well. Meanwhile, James Harden is averaging 17.4, 8.5 assists, 5.1 rebounds on 45% field goal percent shooting, 42.6% from three, 87.3% from the free throw line, effective field goal uh, range of 57%. And then let's just look at some of his um, advanced metrics. His value over replacement right now is 2.8. Ah, never mind. I take it back. He's not. I lied. Um, but if we actually are talking value, not numbers, it would be James Harden. But if we're actually talking numbers, value, and putting everything together, to me right now, it's a two-man race between Shea Gilgis Alexander and Anthony Edwards. Um, I think by far and away, they've been the two most valuable players on their team other than Joel Embiid and James Harden this year. Um, I like what Tatum is doing, but what Tatum is doing is vanilla. Um, Giannis and the Bucks can't play defense, and if and Giannis is showing that like everything that he used to give defensively, he's putting into offense because the league values offense. And I don't really give a fuck about offense. Offense don't win you championships. The Bucks didn't win a championship that year because Giannis was the best offensive player. They won a championship that year because Giannis was a top three defender. Uh, a top three offensive player. Brooke Lopez was a, was, was, a, was a top five defender in the league, top three defender. They had Drew Holiday, top 10 defender. They had um, uh, a great, I'm sorry, they had Pat Connaughton on that team. He played defense. I believe Grayson Allen was on that team. Um, they had defenders. They don't have defenders anymore. They have scorers. Um, Malik Beasley is terrible on defense. Dame Lillard is awful on defense. Giannis this year, subpar on defense. Brooke Lopez this year, awful on defense. Bobby Porter this year, subpar on defense. They've just been playing well enough. They've just been playing. Even if you look at their point differential of the Milwaukee Bucks, 3.5. They're, um, they're 
like a bottom, they're like middle of the league. 13, 14, 15. You make those points up on defense. Um, so to me, what OKC is doing, you know, you know, Thunder are second in the league this year in point differential. Shea Gilgis Alexander has been playing lights out all year long. Giving you 31, 6, 5.6 rebounds. You got Jalen Williams playing his ass off this year. Got even better than he was last year. 18.8 points a game. Still giving you 4-4 four and four in terms of rebound assists. Chet Holmgren. This is why I don't like the Wimby comparisons. It's, they're not even close. They're not. Chet Holmgren and Wimby are not even on the same planet. They're not even on the same planet planet they're not even like close like we're on earth Wimby's on earth Chet is on Venus or Uranus in the in the in the in the in the far solar systems he's shooting very well this year but the points per game the rebounds aren't there you can say what you want to about Wimby but he's averaging double digit rebounds he might not have shot the best out the gate but he's been shooting very, very well lately. It's not even close. And there's no disrespect to Chet Holmgren. Great player. Phenomenal talent. I said he could wind up being better than Kevin Garnett one day. But Wimby can wind up being a top 10 player all time. That's the difference. Wimby can legit walk through that door every day and say, if I play to the best of my ability and I focus and I use every single fiber in my body and I get that mamba mentality I can be a top 10 player to ever touch a basketball because to me it's a travesty Wimby didn't make the all-star team it's a travesty shame on you NBA shame on you how do you have the biggest international star in the league this guy's averaging basically 20 and 10 three blocks a game one assist has more rebounds and, and, and I'm sorry, I'm sorry, has more blocks and steals through the first 42 games of the season than Rudy Gobert had his entire year when he won Defensive Player of the Year. How the fuck is Wimby not in an all-star game? And then you can say, oh, well, defense don't matter. I mean, he's averaging 20. What are we talking about? What are we talking about, G? Why is Wimby not in an all-star game? So to round it all back and bring it all back to this, who's the MVP? To me, it's got to be Shea. Shea has just played lights out this year. He's just been absolutely amazing. Efficiency through the roof. He's just played great basketball this year. Um, and he's leading the league, I believe, in clutch points. He has to be. Um, so Rose Quartz Lemonade said, all right, sorry, I'm at work. It's all good. Shout out to you for listening to me while you're at work. Rose Quartz Lemonade, are you a man or a woman? Or... Like, what do you identify as? Um, for MVP, I got the young bull, Shea Bags. He's been going crazy. Um, Rose Court said, Wimby Ceiling is the GOAT. He is, he's next in the lineage behind LeBron. I thought it would be Giannis, but he hasn't been able to sustain the mantle. I think Wimby will face after bronze. I disagree with that. Giannis has not, not stood up to what he was supposed to be. 
Giannis has been exactly what he's supposed to be. He's a two-time MVP, defensive player of the year. He's won a championship. The problem is, in the similar moments as a LeBron James, he has these playoff mental lapses where he does not realize he is the best player on the floor. Wow. Shout out to you, Rose Quartz Lemonade. Say, I'm a, I'm a young Midwest nigga like y'all. I've been watching since I'm 14 or 15. How old are you now, bro? How old are you now, G? How old are you now? Shout out to you, dog. He said he's been watching us since he was 14 or 15. That is crazy. How old are you now, bro? You said you at work. You a grown-ass man now. Shout out to you, man. Shout out to the fans, bro. I'm telling you, H&B Media, bro, without y'all, we are nothing. Without you all, we are absolutely nothing, man. Shout out to y'all, man. He been watching us. Wow, that's crazy. Oh, you say you been watching us since 2014-15. My bad. Man say he been watching us since 2000. Wow, that's crazy. You been watching us since the beginning. Shout out to you. I appreciate you, bro. Um, let's go ahead. Let's actually look and see what Adrian Wojnarowski has been up to because I have not gotten any new alerts. So, boom, we just got some new trades up. Pat Bev. Yes. Bev Lord. 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 Now, we got to turn some music over Pat Bev. Pat Bev just got traded to the Bucks. I literally just was talking about the Bucks defense. And they sent campaign to the 76ers, which, you know what? If I, I, theoretically, if I have Buddy Hield, Pat Bev can't get those minutes. And I would rather give Buddy Hield those. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry, still got the banner up. Um, uh, hold on one second. All right, so let's break it down. Let's react. Patrick Beverly traded to the Milwaukee Bucks. So I was speaking about the Milwaukee Bucks and talking about how they lack defenders. They traded away Drew Holiday. Brooke Lopez has fallen off a wagon defensively. Giannis has fallen off a wagon defensively. Um, they don't have Pat Connaughton anymore playing at the level that he could play back when he was a scrappy defender. Grayson Allen is gone. Um, Jay Crowder is not a great defender to me, really ain't been for like three years. Um, Dame Lillard, awful, def awful defender. So you're in a situation where your team is awful defensively. Giannis is focused more on defense than he is offense. I'm sorry. You're in a situation where Giannis is focused more on, on offense than he is defense. So the Milwaukee Bucks trading Patrick Beverly is perfect for them. It fits in line. It's exactly what they should do. They need to go out and get a guy that can come in and play top-level defense. You have to play high-level defense in the NBA in order for you to win championships. Pat Bev is a championship-level defender. Not a championship defender, but he's a championship-level defender. He does what he needs to do. Um, he talks shit. 
He's in your face. He's got a great podcast. He's from Chicago, Bev Lord. He will definitely be going back and forth to Chicago to get some heralds. This is a great move um, for the Milwaukee Bucks, man. It's a great move. Um, it's a great move for them. Shout out to all of the fans that are watching as they are at work. So I appreciate that. Now, fans, I'm going to give you all a chance to call in to the two-for-one show. So here we go, fans. I'm going to put this call-in, scroll-in link up, and then I'll be right back in 30 seconds. This is the two-for-one show. Call in. Are you an athlete looking to redefine your journey beyond the game? Introducing Athlete, your gateway to new opportunities, brand collaborations, and financial empowerment. Join our thriving community of athletes and businesses where you can connect with brands, unlock exclusive campaigns, and amplify your impact on and off the field. Are you ready to rewrite the playbook for your success? Connect with Athlean today at www.athlean.app and let your journey to greatness extend far beyond the game. Athlean, where athletes thrive. All right, this is a two-for-one show. It's time. Call in, viewers, if you are watching. Call in to the show. Call in to the show. Talk to me. I want to know how you feel about what's going on in the NBA, how you feel about all of it. Call in right now. Very, very easy. Just type into your web browser, bit.ly slash call 241. Call us, man. <coughs> Give us a call. Call into the two-for-one show. So let's go ahead. Let's move on. Um, what I want to talk about is actually Doc Rivers. My main man, Doc Rivers, man. I love Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers is my guy. Doc Rivers is the man. But I have a question for the fans out there. Is he bad? Is Doc Rivers bad? Doc Rivers, is he bad? That's what I need to know. What do you think about Doc Rivers? Um, I was the last person to talk to Doc Rivers when he was um, the coach of the Los Angeles Clippers. I was, um, you know, I mean, not the, the last person, but I was the last person in the media to speak with him as media after that game. Um, and me and Pavy pretty much knew after they lost, I think it was to the Mavericks, that, that it was over. Like, he was going to get fired. Um, then he goes to Philly. They can't get it done. Classic Doc Rivers choke scenario. Then he comes to the Bucks. Bucks have been one and four since Doc Rivers has gotten there. Um, their defense doesn't look any better. They've been down double digits in every single game. Um, Ugly loss to the Suns, even though Dame was hurt, even though KD did that dirty-ass fucking shit to Chris Middleton. KD, I did not like that. That was not fire, KD. That was not fire at all. Um, but what do you think? Somebody says um, he, they have no idea how Doc got hired again, angry face. He's a legend in the game, but his time has come and gone. The game has passed him by. He might be a great assistant. When you're a coach as um, – prolific as Doc Rivers, because regardless of what we want to say, he is a prolific coach. He's, I think, third all-time in wins and coaching. Um, so you're not going to go and be anybody's assistant. If anything, he's going to be on the sidelines talking to Doris Burke like he has been doing. Um, but overall, I just think the game has passed Doc by in terms of coaching. 
Um, I think he still is not making the proper adjustments. And the crazy thing is, is like he has, he's always had great assistants. Like Dave Yeager is a great assistant. Um, he wasn't necessarily a great coach, but he was a great assistant. So I just find it funny that Dave Yeager, you know, um, he, like, you would think they would be making a lot more adjustments and tweaks. Like, I don't see, sometimes I don't even see them, like, adjusting and trapping people or adjusting and, and going from, you know, drop to trying to push up the coverage and, and get more into their body. Like, I, I never really see a real change in strategy. Doc never randomly goes to a zone or some some crazy stuff like that. Um, so I think, I don't know, man. Somebody said Doc should have just kept his commentary job. I agree. I agree. I agree he should have kept his commentary job. But for me, when you're thinking about Doc, like I said, as prolific as he is, it is what it is. Um, and, uh, you know, Rose Quartz Lemonade said definitely prolific. Um, then he needed to be in somebody's front office or a commentator. But coaching for him realistically hasn't been fruitful for real since the Celtics big three. He has been around so much talent. He's been around so much talent and he just hasn't gotten done what he needed to get done. Um, so, you know, I think it's interesting. But as I mentioned, we're going to move on. We're going to talk some different topics. But if you're watching, call into the show. Go into your web browser right now, Safari. Type in B-I-T dot L-Y slash C-A-L-L 241. Call into the show. Talk to me. Let me know how you feel, what you think about the trade deadline, what you think is going on, how you're feeling about your favorite team, who is your favorite team. If you if you got your favorite team, drop your favorite team in the comments. If you have someone or a team you would like for me to talk about, drop it in the comments right now. I want to talk to you guys. Let me know what's going on. It's the two-for-one show. We're here. We're live. So we're going to actually go, and we're going to take a quick little hop back to the ESPN standings. And we're going to talk about the Western Conference, which is currently loaded. So let's talk about the NBA West. Currently right now, um, between one and four, there is a half a game separating these teams. The Clippers have been the best team in the league, um, obviously, for the past three months since acquiring James Harden. Um, the Oklahoma City Thunder, they haven't fallen off, but... I'm starting to see the scouting report affect the Thunder as well as the Timberwolves. Um, I think you clearly saw that with teams like the Orlando Magic, who started off very hot but have now come back down to reality. Um, and when I look at the Western Conference and I'm and I'm really trying to evaluate, you know, kind of what's going on in the league, I think the Warriors are cooked, and we'll talk about Klay Thompson. Um, I'll talk about the Heat shortly. I'll also talk about Luka. Um, actually, we can talk about Luka. Um, and then we'll talk about the Heat afterwards. Um, CJ Presley says, Luka! Luka! As great as he is, he won't win MVP uh, until his team is a top three to four seed. Do you think eventually they will trade Kyrie in the summer for another star or, de or depth? No. I think, CJ, what you saw was them do what they needed to do to trade today for depth. 
to me now the Mavericks have a team that is a different team than they had last year. Like I, there's a meme that a Mavericks fan tweeted of a person with the white Air Force One on, but the toe was cut out and the guy just painted over the toe with white paint. And they were and they said, this is the Mavericks roster this year. So so Mavericks fans felt as though they just reduxed what they did last year and they just added Grant Williams. But you have less you had less defense um, with Dorian Finney-Smith. Dwight Powell is on my fantasy team. He's been god awful this year. No disrespect to Dwight, but he might need a change of scenery. They should have traded him to the Warriors. Actually, the Warriors could definitely use Dwight Powell. Send him back, uh, uh, Moses Moody or something like that. Um, but I agree, the Mavericks. The Mavericks do need to be a top four seed in order for Luca to win MVP. But what I think you see from looking at these standings is that the Mavericks are right there. They're not far away. They're not far away at all. They're actually very, very, very close. Um, but you have to take into account this year. Luka Doncic has been hurt. Um, and actually, we can dive a little bit deeper as we talk about the Mavericks. But if you want to talk about the Mavericks this year, like they've had a myriad of injuries. Kyrie has been day-to-day. Maxi Kleber has been in and out of the lineup. Luka Doncic has been in and out of the lineup. Dante Exum uh, played well for them and, and was starting for them. He got hurt. He's not playing. Uh, Derek Lively, um, the rookie, he's been playing out of his mind this year for a rookie. He um, has a hurt nose. He's averaging 9.2 and 7.9. He's on my fantasy team. When he, when he shows up and plays well, my fantasy teams win. So this Mavericks team is not far off. I don't think that they're lacking anything at this point because today they acquired Daniel Gafford. They acquired P.J. Washington. You got rid of Grant Williams. You got rid of Seth Curry. You brought in size rebounding. You brought in mid-range shooting. So I think the Mavericks have exactly what it is that they need for them to be able to move forward. And even if you look at their depth, right, um, now they have a very, very deep team to me, um, especially once Lively is back. Like this starting lineup now is a formidable starting lineup. Gafford off the bench is crazy. Tim Hardaway Jr. is averaging 18 points a game right now. He actually might be the sixth man of the year if it's not Russ. That's crazy. Dante Exum, like I said, was starting for them this year. That's crazy. And actually, if I was them, I like Josh Green. But I would consider starting Luka, Kyrie, and Exum with P.J. Washington and Derek Lively, with Gafford off the bench, Hardaway off the bench, Green off the bench, Jones Jr. off the bench, Kleeb off the bench, and now you got Powell off the bench. That's like 11 deep. And they still have Jaden Hardy. So I think they have the depth that they were looking for now because Grant Williams and Seth Curry just weren't strong. But the Mavericks had to be willing to part with some picks, which I don't necessarily think that they were. I wanted, I think they wanted to see where they were as a measuring stick before they went and they started making more moves. And I think that them trading for Gafford and Lively was them doing that. So Rose Kors Lemonade said, I have a theory that whoever wins this year will be a first-time champ Who's the top three stars you could see having a real chance in the next couple of months? I'm going to talk about that in one second. 
But I want to give a first a shout out to my little brother, Brandon. He said, what's up, brother? Man, keep working hard. I'm going back to work. Was just checking in because I saw your stream. Make sure you drop a stream. Like my guy, Rose Quartz Lemonade said, like the stream, niggas. Like it. I don't understand why it can be 37 to 100 of y'all in these rooms sometimes, but it'll be five likes on a video. That's why these videos never go viral no more. Y'all used to be engaged. Y'all used to drop comments. Y'all used to like all of the videos. Now y'all just might like one or two. Like, oh, I'm lazy. I don't feel like 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 it. Like the video. It matters. It makes all the difference in the world. If you see us post a clip on Instagram, even if you like, yo, I don't even care. Just like it. Exactly. Y'all just blind watching. Engage. Comment. Call into the show. You're more than welcome to call into the show. I'm, I'm going to be on for uh, eight more minutes, but call into the show. Let's talk. So now let's go ahead. Um, my guy Charles TZ said, let's talk about the Heat. I call them the Miami uh, meat because they're mid. Um, the Miami middle, the Miami middle Heat, uh, they're not a contender. They're not in the conversation for me as being a contender. I don't believe in them. I think that they would have to get extremely lucky. And by extremely lucky, I mean they have they would have to play in the first round the 76ers, and they would have to be the two seed. But they're not gonna beat Cleveland on the road. I don't believe that. They're not gonna beat Milwaukee. I mean, sorry, they're not gonna beat Milwaukee with Terry Rozier as their starting point guard. They're not gonna beat the Knicks. The Knicks are very deep now and a true defensive juggernaut now, nine and one in their last 10. The Cavs, I believe, are like 16 and one in their last 16. So I like the Heat. I like Jimmy Buckets. Jimmy is the new Clyde Drexler. He is. He the new Clyde. I, I personally thought, Never mind. I'm not going to say that. I still think Jimmy Butler should have been an all-star over Bam, but I get it. I'm not going to even trip on it. I get it. Um, but it is what it is. Somebody said trade Harrell. I would trade Tyler Harrell. I think he's been on the trade block for so long, you might as well get rid of Tyler Hero. Um, I don't – like he's not a he's not a starter for you really. The, he doesn't – this fucking picture, Jimmy, Jimmy Butler, this goddamn – this goddamn picture is crazy, bro. Jimmy G. Jimmy. This picture is but Jimmy Butler. Jimmy G. Jimmy. Come on, Jimmy. Jimmy, this is the troll of the century. But I think with Jimmy, you don't really need Harrow there. You need more perimeter defense and more even spread scoring. Like, I would have liked for the Miami Heat to have gone after a Daniel Gafford. I would have liked for them to have gone after P.J. Washington. I would have liked for, honestly, I would have loved for the Heat to have gone after even a Jeremy Grant. Um, I said, uh, when's the next stream on the calendar you have Collins? I have no idea, bro. I just be streaming randomly at this point. I just stream when I want to. Um, Jimmy, Jimmy is the new Clyde, though. Um, so sorry, I, I understand you, Charles. 
He says, um, Tyler Hero has been so inconsistent. We got Terry Rozier. Now we need a big body for real. Bam been getting baby the past couple games, maybe years. I agree. That's why I said I would have probably traded for Daniel Gafford if I was the Heat. That's a very low-touch move. But Daniel Gafford is very good. When Russ was playing with Daniel Gafford, Daniel Gafford played out of his mind. Um, so, you know, I think that is interesting. And I just want to say this. Shout out to you all because Woj is doing a trade deadline special. Shams is doing one. All these other brands and things and stuff are doing trade deadline specials. But you guys are here with me right now as we move into this last hour of the trade deadline special. If you're watching, please drop a like onto the show. I'm still waiting on some somebody call in, G. Call into the show. Call in. I want to talk to a fan. Call into the show. Talk to me. Let's I want to engage in some banter, man. Actually, let me let me see what my guy Cam Buford is doing. Let me let me let me let me hit my OG up. Let me let me see what my guy is up to, man. Let me see what my guy is up to. Call in. Call into the show. Call into the show. All right. The homie said, uh, Jimmy can facilitate when we need a, a bucket getter uh, like a spider. I'm sorry. We need a bucket getter like a spider and a big like Gafford. I, Donovan Mitchell is never going to be the best player or the second best player on a championship team. I'm just being honest. He's never going to be the best player or the second best player on a, on a championship team. He's too small. Um, he doesn't perform well against size and double teams. And no disrespect to him, but his scoring is just fluky to me. Like, like I respect it. He is a bucket getter. He is a bucket getter. But mm, the crazy thing that just happened, let's talk about it. Killian Hayes has been released, G. He has been so bad this year, they couldn't trade him, so they released him. God damn. God damn. Jeez. Jeez Louise. Twitter is going crazy right now. Twitter is going crazy right now. Twitter. Somebody's. Jesus Smith said, Grant Williams about to get a cup of lead poured over his head if he try to be mature in Charlotte. I'm fucking fuck crying, G. Why they cut that man, G? Why they cut that man, G? Why they cut that man, bro? Why they cut that man, bro? Why they cut that man? <laughs> Somebody said with computer teams trade each other 2K. Look, look, I know LeBron's sitting around. Wow, the Nets are waving Harry Giles III. Damn, man. Shout out to Harry Giles III, man. Fought back through a lot of injuries. Um, To me, still a very serviceable pro. Um... I'm, I'm I'm rooting for Harry Giles. Let's see what Chris Haynes has been reporting today. 
Chris Hans said the probable path for the Lakers is standing pat at trade deadline with the potential to acquire another star player in the offseason with R and three first round picks. The Lakers are cooked. The Lakers are cooked. The Lakers are well fucking done, bro. Cooked. 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 The Hawks. They not going to trade DeJounte Murray. Cooked. Cooked. The Warriors. Still got... Actually, let's trade Klay Thompson. Let's go. Let's go. Trade machine. Trade Klay Thompson. Trade Klay Thompson segment right now. Where the trade Klay at? Let's go. Trade Klay Thompson. Trade Klay Thompson. All right. Weekly trade Klay Thompson segment. If you tune in to Hoops and Brews, um, you know what it is. Um, every week, I essentially try to trade <coughs> one Klay Thompson. It has been a very difficult path, but here we are. Let's try it again. Fans, if you're watching, drop a comment. Let me know what team I should try to trade Clay Thompson to. We are going to trade Clay. Let's get it in. All right. Trade Clay Thompson segment right here, right now. All right. So it's your boy TPJ. I am here. We are live. This is the two for one show. We are sponsored by Athlean. So make sure if you are an athlete that you go and you check out Athlean, um, www.athlean.app. We help athletes to earn money. It costs nothing if you're an athlete. You can sign up today and you can begin to join campaigns and earn extra money. So let's go ahead and let's try to trade Clay Thompson. So the Knicks do not need Clay Thompson anymore. The Celtics don't need him. The Cavs don't need him. The Bucks don't need him. The 76ers don't need him. The Pacers don't need him. The Heat don't need him. The Magic don't need him. The Bulls, no. Um, Zach Levine getting hurt really fucked the Bulls up. Um, what's Golden State's uh, uh, Warriors goal even? They can't win no rings off clay trades. They rebuild and they trade in. Uh, non-steps for this season. I don't agree with that phrase. We're going to find a trade for Clay right now. Same conference. Let's actually trades that... Let's let's do this. Uh, man, Clay been playing so bad, bro. This man... Uh. All right, let's do this. Let's try this. We're going to try this out. We're going to trade them. We're going to trade him. We're going to trade him. Damn, that ain't nowhere. Clay making $43 million a year, G. God damn it. I can't trade him there. Somebody got to take this cap. Actually, trade this. Nah. Actually, that might not be bad. That might not be bad. Give me him. Give me him. And give me... Give me him. I'm going to give you back... Him. Let's try it. 
We just did it. Hey, if I'm the Warriors, I might do this. I might do this, and then I'm going to try to trade. <laughs> Gee, that's disrespectful. Show some respect to Klay Thompson, G. Show some respect. So I said, Klay need to restructure and be an eighth man. You are disrespectful, G. But this actually wouldn't be a bad trade for the Spurs. Great trade for the Spurs. Great trade for the Spurs. Klay get a new scenery. I don't like the way Keldon Johnson plays with Wimby. I think Keldon Johnson plays like he think he better than Wimby. I'm just saying, bro, if I was to trade Klay, this is the trade that I would make. Um, so, hey, man, is what it is. Let's go ahead. Let's hit refresh real quick on Woj and Shams. The Detroit Pistons have waived Daniel House. I think Daniel House. Uh, oh, Daniel House. I wonder where he would go. The, if the Pistons waived Daniel House, I think Daniel House. Uh-oh, we got a caller. We got my guy. We got my guy. Mr. Cam Buford. What's up, brother? What's going on, big dog? How you doing? I'm doing all right. How you doing today, bro? I'm, I'm well. Thank you for asking. Exciting day in the NBA, huh? It is, man. Thank you for calling in to the Two for One show. We here. We live. I've been here talking to the fans. The fans have been engaged. Now I got my man Cam Buford. What's good in sports, Cam? Uh, move your hand for me if you can. Talk to the fans. Let them know who you are, where they can find you at, what you do. Have a good Cam Buford. Check me out. Voice of the Fans. Voiceofthefans.org. Got some new content for you guys weekly. Voice of the Fans podcast you can find on um, Voice of the Fans at YouTube. You can find it on HMB Media. Thanks to my guy, uh, TPJ. Yo, NBA fan, up, NBA fan, obviously, big NFL fan, so I got a lot of sports content. Boxing fan, we got a boxing going on tonight. You can find all of that on the Voice of the Fans podcast that airs weekly, like I said, on uh, HMB Media or Voice of the Fans on, on YouTube. All right, Kevin. You got to chill out with the, you got to chill out with the, uh, trade Clay Thompson, dog. They're not trading Clay Thompson. They can't trade Clay Thompson. Yeah, you, yes, you can. They can't trade Clay Thompson. If you trade Clay Thompson, if nothing the, happens, uh, nothing happens. If hold on, hold on. You got to recognize Dunleavy's in his first, his first year as GM. He's not going to be the guy to break up the the um, their their family, if you will. He's not going to be that guy. Number number one. Number two. If you trade Clay Thompson now, you're admitting that you probably should have traded Clay Thompson in in uh, Draymond Green last season. At, at the beginning of the last season. Mm, no, they're, they're I don't agree do with that. that. You're coming off a championship. The, excuse me. The beginning of this year, coming into no, you this said year, last year after. After the punch, after the punch, you that that championship was kind of unexpected. So kudos to them for winning it. You're right. You gotta bring it. You gotta bring those guys back. Give them one more, one more year. Then the punch happens, right? Draymond should have been gone after the punch, but they didn't punish Draymond, and then everything goes downhill from there. Uh, Trey coming into this season, Trey Thompson. They knew Trey uh, Clay Thompson wasn't who. See, you don't even know his name no more. That's how I know they need to trade him. You call that man Trey Thompson. <laughs> Who is Trey Thompson, bro? You got, you got me there. No, Cam, why you ain't calling on your computer? Do you need me to email you the link? Yeah, email me the link. I'll call, call him from the computer. I, all right, all right, cool, for sure. But, I I'll mean, keep right talking. Back. No, keep talking. Keep talking, though. I want to hear. 
No, so they so they can't trade they can't trade him because Dunleavy Dunleavy's not gonna pull that string. He's not gonna ruin. He's not gonna break up the the family by pulling the string. So that that's out. And you got what are you gonna get? Who who do you? If you're the rest of the 31 teams in the NBA, who would you trade for Clay Thompson? I just I just put it up there. You ain't see it. I didn't see I didn't see it. No. Okay, hold saying, on. Hold on, wait a minute. I mean, Let me see you, if I can show it. If, Let me if see you're if the Memphis Grizzlies, you trade for Clay Thompson. Is, hold on one second. This is the trade that I do. Hold on one second before you react. You've been up. you've been trying this for weeks now, dog. Yeah. All right. So, what you mean? So you don't you don't see that? Huh? Yeah. Let me see. Let me look at it. Let me look at it. Corey Joe, I mean Doug McDermott, yeah. Osman. I mean, you now you now you're just trying to move the dude. Now now you're just trying to move the dude. You know, how? What, what value are you getting for that? What, what how you is mean? That and how is that making the Warriors better? Keldon Johnson is young. He's he needs a new change of center, uh, scenery. The Warriors. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. You you can't you exactly. Come on, man. Come on, come on off of that, bro. Come on off of that. They gotta ride it out. They gotta ride it out with Clay the rest of the season. They gotta ride it out with Clay. They they have to. They they kind of forced to ride it out again. They a lot of people don't want to admit their failures, and so them doing it now is admitting a failure that they should have did this a while ago. And it, I disagree with that though. You disagree with what people want to that them doing failure? it now and miss that it's a failure. I don't think that they missed that it's a fail. I think that you have to you have to give those guys grace based upon the pedigree that they have and that they and that and that you have like built this organization on. So in my so from my perspective, you had to give them a chance. They gave them a chance. They did not do what they needed to be done. Clay is no is is no longer a top player in the NBA. And it just is what it is. But you can't – I can't fault them for saying, hey, let's run it back because we got a brand new arena. We've been selling mad tickets, and this is what we want to make happen. Like, I can't I can't fault them for that. Oh, for sure. For sure. I can't That's fault them for that. So, from my perspective, I mean, it sucks, but it's time to move on. I don't, I don't, I don't think there's – to me, there's no loss. And even – I mean, you know, you know, even as the fans says, they could have made the Western Conference Finals last year. What? They could have if they would have beat the Lakers. They got stomped by the Lakers. If they would have actually beat the Lakers, they would have been in the conference finals. Again. A, a year a, after again, winning the ring. A, a, again, again. We we saw then that Clay was not – this is not 2016 Game 6 Clay. So what are you guys talking about beating up – What? Come on, the Lakers got hot, got on a roll, and did what they did last year. I mean, that. Come on now, come on now, beating them. Come on, cut that out. Cut, cut that out. They did good by get by um, getting into the playoffs, getting into that uh, playing tournament. The the Warriors did. So come on, they weren't. Come on, let's 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 cut it out. I mean, yeah, but the Lakers are a playing team right now, and but also I don't want it. But I don't like that because the Heat made the finals off of playing. So, okay, where did they not? They did, but who do they beat? Who do they beat? Let's name the team they beat. Oh, I and, don't. And, they, and, beat, and, they beat the, the they, they beat the Bucks. 
the, the and, 76ers and, 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 the Celtics, and the Celtics. Right. The Celtics. What you are, mean? The Celtics are erratic. And actually, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. They beat the Bucks and the Celtics. And and um, who else? I mean, the, the Celtics are erratic as your ex-girlfriend, man. Cause, so cut it out. You, you don't want to deal with the Celtics. I, I, I got zero faith in anything that the Boston Celtics do. I got zero faith. Zero faith in anything they do. So don't bring as – as when you say you beat those guys, I mean, anybody can beat those guys on any given day. I mean, cut, cut, that, cut that out. The, um, but the, the Heat – what the Heat do, and we've known this since the bubble, the Heat are a, more of a playoff team, if anything. When they show up, uh, Eric Spolster gets his game plan out against whoever he's playing and just go to work. I mean, he sleeps at the gym and figures out how to beat you. And they always had to come up with the talent. I mean, it, it, that's a proven history. You can't count on the the Heat and what they did in the regular season to be the same Heat in the playoffs. I mean, so that's a that's kind of a different. They can come in at eight seed. They can come in like you say from the playing tournament. And you got to respect the Heat and what they're doing. Um, beating the yeah. Sixers. I mean, Joel's out again. I mean, the Celtics gotta, beat the Sixers though. They beat the they beat the Sixers because of what the Sixers Joel Embiid hadn't stepped up. Yeah, in the yeah, out again. But to yeah. round it out, because I want to get out of here in a second. Um, what are your thoughts talk, on talk the Knicks? The, are, oh. are the and then we can talk about what you want to talk about after that. Are the Knicks real contenders to you, Cam? They added uh, Bojan Bogdanovic and Alec Burks today. Um, they've obviously well, had OG Ananobi. Julius Randle is injured, but he'll be returning eventually. OG Ananobi will be returning eventually. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't dislike the Knicks. The Knicks are coming together. The Knicks are coming together nicely. I think. Um, hold on, did, I, I missed the Bogdanovic went to the Knicks. Yeah, yep. Bogdanovich and Alec Burks for Whoa. Quentin for Quentin Grimes, some picks and some other people. Whoa. Well, that's uh. Yeah, Gordon Hayward is on the Thunder. P.J. Washington is on the Mavericks. Daniel Gifford is on the Mavericks. Dennis Schroeder got traded for Spencer Dinwiddie um, and Thad Young. Pat Bev got traded to the Bucks. I saw that. I saw that. That's um, what I was going to ask you about. I was going to ask you. Um, I was going to ask you about that. Do you think that Pat Bev to the Bucks? To answer your question, yep, yes. I just I talked that, about it earlier. Uh, uh, I, I missed your thoughts on that. No, what's no your worries. What's your thoughts on that real quick? My thoughts on it are that the Bucs um, have, in large part, been a terrible defensive team, and they gave up on themselves defensively. And in order for them to get back to the level at which they need to to be able to execute properly, you have to get back to playing defense. And I said that I think Giannis has prioritized offense because offense is glamorous more than he's prioritized defense this year. And I think that's been the biggest thing that's been hurting them this year. Do you think he glamorized offense or there was nobody else to score for I, them? I disagree. I think that's bullshit. You got Dame Lillard on your team. No. Bobby Bobby Portis can score. Brooke Lopez can still score. You have got the Bucks. The Bucks problem is not scoring the basketball. The Bucks problem is that they cannot get timely stops anymore. And Giannis is no longer a lockdown defender. That that, that there's 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 some truth to that. It's a lot. It, it, it's the truth. There, there, no, there, I wouldn't say it's the Bible now. Don't, it is the Bible. Okay, they, they, they'll get carried away to uh, TPJ on us. Um, again, has Giannis, if there was a natural score, if they got middle, if Middleton was consistent and they consistently got 20, 22 points a game from Middleton, 
would Giannis have to step up his scoring? And could he could he rely? I on don't. Defense? I don't like that. I don't. I don't. I don't like that because Giannis can score thirty in his sleep. Now he goes out every game and makes it a point to score thirty. He was a better player when he was averaging twenty-seven, more rebounds, more blocks, and playing top three-level defense in the league. He is no longer as good as he was two years ago and when he won the MVP. He's scoring more points, but he is not a better player than he was when he won a championship. He's not a better player right now than he was when he won his first championship because the defensive intensity and execution is no longer there because he only believes in scoring 30. At this point, Giannis is not chasing, he's not chasing relevance anymore. He's on every commercial. He's got movies. He's got a production company. He's got production deals, Disney movies. He is already his own era LeBron. Oh, he is shot, chasing shot records. No, fired. no, no. He's chasing, he's chasing records at this point. Shots fired. Oh, it's not man. shots fired. He's, he's chasing records. And therefore, when chasing records, this is what you get. You just get a lot of scoring. Rebounding is always going to be there. He's six foot eleven, can get up the court in six steps. He should be able to get a rebound over everybody. You've seen him in person. I've yep. seen him in person. He looks like a six foot eleven human horse. You're right. Like he, like he is. He is built and muscular and strong. He should never average under twelve rebounds until he get washed and can't jump no more. But thirty more than thirty points. Thirty points. That's not what I need. I need him to average twenty seven a game, and be the best defensive player night in and night out he is not that anymore feel free to retort i agree he's not yes he's yes he's a uh, prioritized scoring but that's kind of what the team called for that called if, if they got dame this season up and you said from the last uh since his mvp season his scoring has went up his defense has regressed again i think his scoring went up because you can't count on Middleton. You're not gonna. Are you gonna give Giannis a ball or or Lopez a ball? Are you gonna give Portis a ball or Lopez or or Giannis a ball? Again, Giannis has been the best scorer on that team, so they ask him to do more in that respect. In my opinion, obviously the the defense has gone down. Um, so, so you're right. You're right in that point. We'll we'll see how it steps up. I think Pat, Pat Bev though puts a lot of uh, puts some water in that grease. So we're gonna see how that works out. Cause he's gonna get these guys. He's he's gonna you know how what Pat Bev does. He's gonna talk his shit, get these guys' ass a little bit, and we're gonna see how that how they respond to that midway through the season. That's gonna be interesting. Like that. Now you want to go into that Bucks locker room to see how they to see how they respond. Cause it's gonna be interesting. Pat back with Doc 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 through that Doc through that wrench in the in, in the system, knowing it's gonna mess some stuff up. So it's gonna be interesting to see that fallout. PJ Washington going Actually, to real quick. Can we before we move on? We can talk PJ. We can yep. talk PJ. Then what you want to talk about after that? Go ahead. I want to talk about Pat and, and Doc, and then I want to get your opinion on Doc. When, when we talk about we talk about Pat Bev and Doc, I agree with you. Doc is going to be able to and Cam. I think your camera froze. So if you want to, I emailed you the link. Just hop on on your computer. And then I'll um and then I'll bring you back in while I talk about Pat Bev and Doc Rivers because I want to actually talk about that. So um, when I'm thinking about Pat Bev and I think about Doc Rivers, the thing to me, and I agree with that. I that actually just popped the light bulb off in my head, Cam. Um, that's what 
Pat Bev is going to bring. He's going to get into these guys when they aren't playing defense. He's going to get into these guys when they aren't executing. He's going to get into these guys when they're not playing well. He's going to be talking shit. He's going to tell Giannis, hey, big fella, you should be out there moving faster, better. You should be going to play that spot. Big fella, why you didn't go block that? Hey, Dame, if you make that move over a little bit to the left, then you cool. And the other good dynamic about it is Dame and Pat Bev historically have had some beef. And Cam, tilt your camera down. But Dame and Pat Bev have historically had like some uh, – and tilt your camera down a little bit more. But Dame and Pat Bev have historically had beef, NBA beef, as we will say. So I think it's interesting to bring a guy like Pat Bev that's used to Doc Rivers to shake that system up. What do you think in terms of Pat Bev? Because you've been in the locker room with him. He'll be actually able to real-world add in the dimension of leadership to the team. I'm not talking offense. I'm talking strictly leadership. What do you think from a leadership perspective he can help bring? Because we can talk about defense, I mean, I'm sorry, defense and Giannis's numbers. But you and I both know defense boils down to intangibles and wanting to play defense. Shaq even talked about it on Tuesday night um, after the game when he was talking about the Bucks and and, and Doc yeah, yeah, yes, and Doc Rivers was basically like, well, the guys didn't give me the effort we needed. And Shaq is like, what kind of comment is that? What do you think Pat Bev will – because I think, like, my X-Factor trades today are um, are Pat Bev to the Bucks, Gordon Hayward to the Thunder, and P.J. Washington to the Mavericks. And we'll talk about P.J. Washington real quick. But first, talk about Pat Bev and what he's going to bring from a leadership perspective in terms of mentality to the team. And then speak about Doc Rivers and – is Doc a bad coach and has the game passed Doc by? I want to know that from you, Cam. I'll talk about Pat Bev. You mentioned exactly. Is it good? Pat Bev is intangible. He's going to bring those intangibles to the team. He's going to bring that leadership from the standpoint that Dane and Giannis are good guys. They're 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 good guys. Like they're they're not they don't want to, not that they want to be your best friend, but they're going to be do their best be harmonious on the team. Pat Bev doesn't care about that. <laughs> Pat Bev talks shit to you regardless. Cause it's for he's at a he's at a point now as a veteran in the league where he's gonna do he's gonna do his talking and try to inspire you inspire you up on a squad from and you know it's from a good place. You know it's from a place where he wants the team to be better. So by doing that, he, he's gonna take that that talking that shit talking that Dame doesn't do that. Giannis doesn't do. Pat Bev is going to do that to the rest of the team. And again, it's not going to be. It's going to ruffle some feathers because that's not Giannis's character. That's not Dame's character. So having those guys try to fire up the squad, get more defense out of them. Knowing to your point, Giannis is more of an offensive player than a defense player. It, it's kind of false bravado. Pat Bev is not going to come there and average fifteen to twenty points a game. You know yep. he's coming there. For, you know he's coming in there for his defense. You know he's coming in for his mentality. You know he's coming in there to ruffle the feathers. That's exactly what he's gonna do. Yep. Real quick, Dame. Real quick, I just want to post this up because Chris Haynes, who is a friend of Dame Lillard and uh, insider, um, he just tweeted this: Dame Lillard uh, to NBA on TNT and Bleacher Report on becoming teammates with Patrick Beverly. Uh, Dame said, first, I want to say that I'm sad to see Campaign go." 
Um, we develop a friendship that I cherish. As for Pat, he brings an edge and a defensive tenacity on the perimeter that we need. There are not many players who bring it on a nightly like him. I look forward to, uh, to working together. So let's move on from talking Pat Bev. Um, Cam, Doc Rivers. You've it, covered Doc for, what, at least like six years, right? Or yeah, five years. Yeah. What are your thoughts? I, I feel like the game has passed Doc by. I've said this on numerous occasions. I felt like he should have stayed in the booth. Um, the, the, the Milwaukee Bucks are one and four to start the season. Give me your thoughts. What are your thoughts on Doc Rivers? Has the game passed Doc by? The game has not hasn't passed Doc by. Um, you, st- you thought he should have stayed in the booth. Why? Because he knows the game. Because he knows the basketball. So evidence that the game has gone by. Doc coming in at midseason, I agree with Doc. It was tough because now the team, the team has been playing a certain way, and you don't get a chance to kind of set the tone from from uh, from day one of training camp. He has to come in there and kind of reshuffle, reshuffle the feathers or reshuffle the team to get them focused on a different mindset. I would not say the game passing by. We'll go to back to the addition of James Harden going to the Clippers. It took uh, it took a few games for them to get under to get into the rhythm to understand each other, and then they took off. I expect the same thing from the Bucks. Uh, the second half of the season is gonna is is gonna uh, be a different. They're gonna look different in the second half of the season than obviously did the first half in this first few uh, games with Doc. Game not passed uh, Doc by. It's up to the players. You got to put some. Um, everybody's gonna look at Doc's. Playoff record down three one, you got to put some of that onus on the players, man. The, the the coach can only take you so far. A coach's job is to put teams in position to win the game. If the coach has put players in in the three one position, the players, and we're not talking about young players. We're not pl- talking about player uh, teams that were led by two and three-year veteran or two and three-year players. We're talking about teams with veterans on them. The veterans need to pull the, that that season through, pull that series through. You can't put it all on Doc. Doc relies on the veterans on his team to do the, do some of the work. Maybe too much to, a, uh, to, his, uh, to a fault. However, you got to rely on these players to pull that through. We all are now – you know, years later, we hear the the story about what happened in a bubble where the guys didn't want to be there. You saw Doc screaming his heart out to try to inspire these guys. Yeah. That he shouldn't be doing that. That's not Doc's yeah. fault. Yeah, PG has said many a times he did not want to be there. That's that's not Doc's fault. So I, I can't give that one on Doc. Orlando, that was probably the youngest team that he that he fell with the three um with the three two or excuse me up three one and they failed in Orlando. Guys is counting rings way too early. I can't blame Doc. Doc put him in a position, and the players didn't execute. Some of that you got to put on the players. So, no, I don't believe the uh, game has passed Doc by. Again, as I mentioned, Doc knows basketball. Um, he's he's excellent in the booth. I, 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 he is excellent in the booth. But he's a good he's a good coach as well. I, I think he's a good coach, and I think he's going to help. The, the Bucks are going to look different, mark my words, than they did um, – Early in the season, they're going to definitely look different now with Pat Bev on that team, and again, bringing that tenacity and that intensity that Dame that Dame mentioned. So that's a, a I like that. I actually like that pickup. PJ yeah. Washington, PJ Washington going to Dallas. Huge can pickup. That, can that be the piece that Dallas needs? 
Can that be the um and not just him, had- but also Daniel Gafford? And real quick, before I just want to say this to just to round out this Bucks topic real quick, and then we can hop in PJ Washington. Pat Bev on his podcast said Daryl Morey told me he wasn't getting traded again. Let's listen to it. No, not you. No, of course not. So he's a liar. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but you gotta think, you feel me? Like, you know. Probably a bigger move that's about to happen. The uncertainty if you know you want to win right now. You know, a player like Damn. this morning. I want to win. Yeah, right this, now. this happened. So, this just happened. He just got traded. Got to. And my coach Rex. Ooh, it's lit. It's lit. It's lit. I can't. Yeah, he fired up. He's fired yeah. up. Yeah, rightfully so. Rightfully so. So yeah, he, let's go ahead. Yeah, he let's talk. Good, he was a good piece for he was a good piece for um uh for Philly. He yep. was he was a, he was a good piece for Philly. That's gonna hurt Philly. That's yep. gonna hurt Philly. Yep, that's I a, agree. But they do have. Gonna... But but I mentioned it earlier. They have Buddy Hill now, so those minutes were going to Pat. Be- yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, they okay. got Buddy Hill. They got Buddy okay. Hill for Marcus Morris, Senior, Forkon, Korkmaz, and I think a first round pick. Wow. Um, okay. Yeah. So okay. so you have Buddy Hill in that position. That's why I believe that they made that trade for Pat Bev because you want to give those minutes to Buddy. Um. Um. I, and also, still, they, Cam- lose. they lose that edge, man. They still, they still lose that edge. They uh, you, you still who, got who, shake. You still got shake Milton and DeAnthony Milton off the bench. And Buddy Hill is a guy that can average twenty. I believe Buddy Hill can average twenty-two on a good team. And you know how I feel about Tobias Harris. You know how I feel about Tobias Harris. Tobias, I mean, again, another guy inconsistent as your ex-girlfriend. <laughs> Just, I mean. I mean, if they can get those points, if they can get consistency from I, Tobias, I did not say that. You said that. Well, I'm again. I'm, I'm not, I'm, and I'm not saying I'm your jo- ex girlfriend. I'm, I'm, I'm joking. Anybody, 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 I am joking, Cam. I'm joking. I'm joking. Yeah. I'm joking. Anybody's ex girlfriend. You guys know how inconsistent she was. That's because you guys ain't with her no more. That's anybody. Not not specifically your girl, your baby mama. Yeah. So um, let's talk about PJ Washington though. PJ Washington, that's a big move for for Dallas. Dallas has been looking. Williams that they sent to, um, or they that they got from Boston hasn't play, had to fill the role that they expect him to do. Can PJ play that play that point uh, play that role and get them to fifteen to seventeen on times twenty points a game? I think PJ has that capability. Will he? Will he get the, that? Um, will he step up and get those points? They're they're there. They're available for him. I think they needed. Um, as crazy as it sounds, I think they needed an additional guard. But if they need to, if they need a score, they needed somebody else to score. I think they need an additional guard to kind of take the ball out of, uh, force somebody to take the ball out of uh, Luca's hands. Which sounds crazy. It, it sounds ridiculous. I know. But wait till we get late in the season. Luca's going to be wore out. He's not. He's not the best. Uh, he's not the. Um, uh, he's not in the men's magazine for because he's in shape. Okay. He's he's in the NBA. I maybe. actually disagree with that. I bet you. Do. I think that I think that what I this trade. No, 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 not not just to say I disagree with it, but I disagree with it only because Luca and Kyrie have been on and off this year in terms of their health. So therefore, they've been on and off the floor in terms of being together. I mentioned it earlier. Tim Hardaway Jr. is averaging 18 points per game, um, and I also mentioned earlier that um, Derek Lively has been in, in and out of the lineup. 
Um, the Dallas Mavericks have a, a buff uh, a 500 record with him in the lineup. I think it's more around like 600 and then a below 500 record when he does not play. I think adding Daniel Gafford and P.J. Washington bolsters their depth because what you wind up having a lot of the times in Jason Kidd's later rotations, which Dallas Mavericks fans hate Jason Kidd's rotations because they kind of thought that they were similar to Dan Tony rotations where he only uses like a six-man, seven-man rotation. But right. if you look at the teams, they didn't really have the um, the health that they needed, including a guy like Dante Exum. Dante Exum started 16 or so games for them this season with Kyrie and Luka in the lineup because he could do that very same thing you're talking about, getting the ball out of Luka's hands. So I mentioned and, and I believe that the Mavericks should run a starting lineup of Luka, Kyrie, Dante Exum, P.J. Washington, and Derek Lively, and then you bring Daniel Gafford, Tim Hardaway Jr., Josh Green, um, and uh, Derek Jones Jr. off the bench. And then even with Dante Exum like starting, you can still run him out and leave him out there with the bench lineup, right. and then you can run Josh Green, because Josh Green has been starting, but Josh Green is not averaging more than 10 points a game. And you don't want to start Tim Hardaway Jr. because he's a defensive liability. But I think now with you, now with you actually having like now you have a before you didn't have a second unit. You had two guys off the bench, right? Right. right. Um, and even Max A. Keebler has been hurt in and out of the lineup. Dwight Powell's been hurt in and out of the lineup. But they've both been not good this year, not shooting well, not playing well. So I think now you have a ten deep team. Now you got Luca. Kyrie, Tim Hardaway Jr., Josh Green, Derek Jones Jr., Daniel Gafford, Derek Lively, Max A. Keebler, um, Dante Exum, and Dwight Powell. That's 10 deep. But now you got a, a four, really like a four-man deep level rotation. You can cut that down to two, Lively and Gafford. Gafford played really, really well with Russell Westbrook. I don't know if you remember them playing together in Washington. So he'll do the same with Luka. And I and he's not going to take Lively's spot because Lively's averaging nine and seven and he's a rookie. But mm -hmm. off the bench, now, even if you want to stagger Kyrie and Luka, you can stagger Kyrie and Luka with Exum. You can, you can give Lively a rest. You can bring hard, you can bring in now. You can have a lineup on off the where like you run in your bench. You want to stagger a little bit more. Maybe Lucas sits on the bench for two minutes longer. So Kyrie is in a lineup. Now you got Exum, Kyrie, Hardaway, Gafford, and Washington on the floor. Or you can have Exum, Hardaway, Green, uh, Washington, Gafford on the floor. Or you can have Exum, uh, 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 Luca, uh, Hardaway, Washington. Uh, lively you know what I mean like now you have so many combinations you didn't really yeah, have that before yeah, so I I don't necessarily think they need a, another perimeter scorer or a playmaker I just need to see them work with the depth now because Grant Williams is not a guy and I mentioned it earlier in the show he's not a guy that's gonna help you win championships and you saw that with the Celtics he's a guy that can get you there but he's not gonna be the other like he's a Robert Ori, yeah, yeah. yeah, he's not going to be yeah. another like a Robert Ori or a Samaki Walker or a Mark Matson or a Devin George or a Derek Fisher, where even though their numbers weren't crazy, they made championship level winning and plays. plays yeah, yeah. Grant Williams doesn't. When they leave him open, a lot of times he's not making his threes, and he's an undersized power forward. So yeah, getting yeah. him out of there, getting Seth Curry undersized two guard out 
You bring in size, you bring in scoring, you bring in rebounding, you bring in defense, you bring in shot blocking ability. And now those guys that were on the perimeter that can make play, I mean, they can play, make and score. Now that's all they have to do. Because before, now you needed Josh Green to rebound. You needed Luka to rebound. You needed uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. to rebound. You have you have Seth Curry. Hey, if you can't grab a board because you were undersized, now you have size. P.J. Washington can hit mid-range, can hit those corner threes, can stretch out a hit from the top of the key. Gaffer is going to play hard, effort, execution, defensive prowess, blocking shots, lob threat. I think they're in a great position now. Now we get to really see – if Jason Kidd is a great coach, and I mentioned yeah, it earlier, yeah, and I mentioned yeah. it earlier in the show, the Mavericks are only two games back of the fourth seed. And if Luka wants to win the MVP, they need to get to a top four seed. That's how you do it without Embiid. Sorry for the long rant, but I wanted to go down why I wasn't just saying that because I watched the Mavericks yeah, a lot because I love Luka. It's just like they needed size, rebounding, and mid-range scoring, and they didn't have it. Now they do. So the, I mean, you make very good. You make very good points. The addition of the get addition of Gafford and Washington really fills out the roster. You're exactly right. Uh, Williams caught lightning in the bottle. He he capitalized on it coming from Boston to Dallas, and he wasn't able to do the same things. But at the same time, I don't know that Dallas is where Boston was. Boston's in Boston's in a ready to win now situation. So though what his production looked different in Boston than they did in Dallas because. Um, Dallas is not in a they weren't in a win now situation where Boston was playing in the in the finals in the conference finals in the finals and you saw his product his playoff production that wasn't Boston wasn't there now so that 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 what he brought to uh, excuse me Dallas isn't there now what he brought to Dallas looked different you follow what I'm saying yeah it, it, it looked different because they weren't in the place that Boston was but you're right filling out the roster. And that's to my point earlier, PJ Washington has he has a, a chance to flourish and fill that position. He can do that, he can play that uh four position, that power forward position better than Williams. He can get up some shots, he can score better than Williams, more consistently than Williams. So he's at this is actually a great spot for him. Gafford can be the the um the what the the floor not the floor general excuse me he can run the floor get the yeah. rebounds get the tough points he can play that tough position down low and that helps out Powell you you're not expecting all that from Powell anymore and lively when he re returns so that's another fill in position and it gives a lot of flexibility and you're right to your point uh, now you see how Jason Kidd actually plays and tinkers with a full roster versus. Uh, the seven, six or seven man roster that he's been playing with, the six or seven lineup that he's been playing with. That's interesting. I don't. I think. I don't think Luca's in the MVP conversation. Well, shit. With uh, MB going down, I guess it's, it might be wide open. Huh? With MB going down for the season, it might be wide open. Yep, I um, talked about it earlier. Luca, SGA, um, Anthony Edwards, and you got to put Tatum in there by proxy. And still, does Jokic. SGA does S does SGA suffer? from the rookie on his team who's not a rookie on his team and because that team has so much depth does SD, does that hinder SGA's MVP candidacy no not at all I mean they got Gordon Hayward today which um added even more depth for them so I think that they'll be fine I don't think it takes away from from his MVP conversation I talked about it earlier in the podcast the Chet and Wimby comparisons at this point are disrespectful 
Um, Wimby's average, they just are. Like, Wimby's averaging uh, 20, 10, three blocks a game, one steal a game. He's, he's, he's shooting way better than he was to start. He has more blocks and more rebound. I'm sorry, more blocks and more steals already at this point in the season than Rudy Gobert had when he won a defensive player of the uh, year some right. years I back. So I think that now is the perfect time um, for the Thunder to, and I said it earlier, I wasn't sure if they're going to use this year as a measuring stick to kind of see what they needed. But I don't mind the addition of Gordon Hayward because I think that Lou Dort, and I, and I, I like Lou Dort, but he's not the same 20 point per game defensive monster he was, or even a defensive monster. Like, people don't remember, Lou Dort was a defensive guy at first. Remember right. when Lou yep. Dort couldn't shoot? And they were trying to say Lou Dort, like they would put Lou, like, you know, he was the, he was this era, the Kobe stopper for the, for the guys that could, you know, score really well. And then he started, and then they traded away Russ and PG. He started, he started jacking up threes. So, you know, I don't really have an extra amount of faith in the Thunder, but I do think that the moves they made are consistent and cool. But let's talk about this. Um, the Pacers are um, trading for Doug McDermott. As I mentioned earlier, they got rid of Buddy Hield, so now they have Doug McDermott to fill a little bit of that shooting void. I actually put Doug McDermott in my trade clay segment earlier. The reason why the Pacers are taking him on is because he's making $13 million a year and his contract expires this summer, so they still have some flexibility. He's also been a guy that has been tops in the league uh, for the past five years in terms of shooting. Um, also, the other uh, notable news is that the Atlanta Hawks have decided to stand pat with DeJounte Murray. They will not trade him away. Um, the Lakers were rumored. A bunch of teams were rumored, but never happened. Uh, new trade, the Milwaukee Bucks are sending Robin Lopez to the Kings. He is going to be waived and become a free agent. His career is most likely done. Um, but pretty much free agency is... Why did Raven him? He's not good anymore. Why is he? He's, he's not he's good. A, he, he signs, though. More news, actually. Um, Marcus Morris. Morris. Uh, yep, Marcus Morris. He is being bought out. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Actually, he is going to the Spurs as a part of that Doug McDermott deal, and he's likely to be bought out. So that puts him back in the market. Um, honestly... I think a team like the Warriors could use him. They need more scoring. They need more, um, you know, front court playmaking. He's not gonna play well, but you don't. I don't think you need to depend on him. But I do think he's someone that would be a value for them. Um, yeah. Uh, what do you think about the? What's your thoughts on the Hawks? And I was out there in Atlanta, just went and watched him play. I'm so disappointed in the Hawks. Um, I, 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 they, I think that team should be better. I think they should be better. All you guys talk about Trey Young and how good he is and how he can score 30 and give you 11 assists a game. That means nothing. It, do, it, it doesn't impact winning to me, in my opinion. I haven't seen it impact winning. They got to the conference finals one year. Um, since then, they've been a play-in tournament. Uh, they've been a play-in team. What's your thoughts on the Hawks? I, I personally thought when they acquired – uh, DeJounte Murray last season or in the offseason before last year, I thought that was signifying that they're making a change and that Trey Young is going to be the one on the blocks. And so that hasn't happened. 
I was surprised that they were willing to trade DeJounte Murray. What's your thoughts on Trey Young and Atlanta Hawks? Yeah, I think that the Hawks are um, headed towards a full rebuild. I think it. I think Trey Young actually is going to request a trade this summer and request to go to the Spurs so he can play with Wimby. And I think that's the beginning of a new dynasty. Uh, I think DeJounte Murray will get traded this summer. I think that, honestly, to me, the Hawks are – to me, if I'm the Hawks, I might go in a complete rebuild. And depending on the – and this is – and remember I said this. Depending upon the pick that the Spurs get, I might – if because the Spurs might get a one or two pick. Like, the lottery balls are the same now. So they could theoretically wind up with a number one pick again. It, if I'm the Spurs, I call up the Hawks and I say, hey – I'm going to give you Keldon Johnson, this number one, I mean, you know, you know, this pick, unprotected, and then I'll give you another first-round pick in three years. I want Trey Young, and I will make that trade and do it in a heartbeat. And then if I'm the Hawks, I'm going to pick up the phone, and I'm going to call somebody like the Chicago Bulls, and I'm going to say, hey, what if we gave you all DeJounte Murray and you give us back Zach Levine? Um, I think that the bull, I think Alex Caruso will be, he won't be a bull after this summer. Um, Ayo DeSumo is cool. I think you really want to bet on Kobe White um, if you're the Bulls. Um, but I'm just looking at teams like the Bulls or like a Portland or something like that. But are to me, the Hawks, are in, the Hawks are in the full rebuild mode to me personally. I, well, if, if that's the case, they should have made a move this offseason or they should have made a move here recently. I mean, people wanted DeJounte. People wanted um if they're in a full rebuild, they should have made a move. What are they waiting for? But um, let me real quick. As I, I think what they're waiting for are the new CBA rules because it's going to lock a lot of teams in, and then they won't be able to make a lot of moves that they'll be able to make in, after this offseason. So now, those, so now rather than like – like right now, with, without the new CBA and the apron, they, you can kind of still trade around players a little bit, and then this is the last year where you'll get to absorb so much money over the cap without it harming you. So I think next, af, after this season, draft picks are going to become way more valuable. And the Hawks wanted a lot of very high draft picks for DeJounte. So I feel like they're going to figure out who and where the lottery balls bounce, and then they'll go to that team with Trey or DeJounte. I don't think the Pistons want Trey or DeJounte, so it's got to be the Spurs. And the Spurs have assets with Shohan um, and, um, um, and Keldon Johnson on their team, they're young assets, they're young players, they're not bad, even though Shohan to me is still a top five worst player in the league. But I think that the Spurs have pieces that can be moved, and the Spurs have the ability to absorb cap. So if I'm the Spurs this year, I want to go get Trey Young, and then I want to take whatever cap we have left and overpay someone like a Tobias Harris or something like that to come and join us. And then you run out Trey Young, Tobias Harris, and Wimby, and you surround them with defenders. And you're good because even if you look at Wimby, hold on, hold on one second. Like people's retort will be, "Well, Trey Young don't play no defense. Well, the Spurs don't play no fucking defense right now, anyways. None of the guys want to pass Wimby the ball properly. Trey Young is gonna get Wimby 15 points a game just from being Trey Young. So go ahead. You breaking up? Cam, yeah, you breaking up? 
Yeah, you breaking up. Log out and oh, refresh your window and come back in. But that's just my personal opinion. Um, but the trade deadline is three minutes away from closing. Woj and Sham have not reported any new trades, so it looks like everybody is gonna stand pat. Cam, you back? I can't see. Can you hear me? Yeah, but you're not you're not moving. I I would say refresh your window, come back in. Um, but it looks like for the most part, everyone is gonna stay pat. Um, no major moves happening. The Lakers don't make a move. I think that the Lakers are done. The Warriors. Wow, Spencer Dinwiddie is gonna get waived. What? What? Huh? Huh? Spencer Dinwiddie about to get waived? Huh? God damn. Huh? I don't understand that one. But, hey, man, that's the league. Ooh, Spurs. Please send Spencer Din Spencer Dinwiddie. Spencer Dinwiddie. Spurs. Right now. Pick up the phone. Call Coach Pop. Say, hey, Pop, I, I need a new change of scenery. I'm going to come play as hard as I can. Send him to the Spurs, G. Please. God. God. Spencer Dinwiddie to the Spurs. On a, on a deal for the rest of the year, we'll figure it out what happens afterwards. The Spurs need a point guard. Please. Please, 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 God. So, Lakers aren't making any moves. And we got 60 seconds left in the trade deadline, fam. Crazy. Very, very, in large part, uneventful trade deadline. But I appreciate all of the fans you all made this uh, past uh, two hours a very enjoyable experience. Um, thank you for joining me and listening to me. Um, Woes just announced that, to, that, the, that the Toronto Raptors decided to keep Bruce Brown, so they will not be trading him away. Um, but, yeah, man, great trade deadline. Really enjoyed it. I'm going to get to working on some clips, get the clips up ASAP for y'all. I love y'all. I appreciate y'all, man. This has been two for one. I assume Cam Buford's internet is not working properly. But once again, this episode of two for one is presented by Athlean. It is my brand new app. It is built for athletes and fitness enthusiasts, whether you are an amateur, professional, semi-professional athlete, Please go sign up for Athlean. Join us on our open marketplace where we have campaign deals where you can participate, promote some of your favorite and local brands, and be able to earn money at no cost to you. And it's a beautiful platform. Our goal is to put money in a million athletes' pockets. So I definitely 100% appreciate y'all. So just because of y'all, I'm going to go ahead and give y'all some brand new music that i made um the name of this song is called summer build shout out to the fans it's been a two for one show till next time
with you this summer. Keep it real with you this summer. Keep my heart from going under. Keep my heart from going under. Last winter was oh so cold. Looking at the summer light, let's go. I wanna be with you this summer. Keep it real with you this summer. Take my gold, take my rings, take it all. Just give me good vibes, good times as I'm riding on your thighs, driving down the PCA. Uh, that's how it feels when I'm with you. Feels when it's real. Feel when I'm with you. Then you give me chills. That's how it feels when I'm with you. Feels when it's real. Feel when I'm with you. Then you give me chills. Shorty educated and she read a lot of books. Damn, I love you, girl. Baby, do you like to cook? If you do, then it's cool. Cause I like two two. We can go ahead and get it in like two twos. Back to back. Get it in like that. You know how I love it and you know your ass fat. Turn around, let me. You the summer, keep it real with you this summer. Keep my heart from going under. Keep my heart from going under. Last winter was oh so cold. Looking at the summer light, let's go. I wanna be with you this summer. Keep it real with you this summer. Are you an athlete looking to redefine your journey beyond the game? Introducing athlete. Your gateway to new opportunities, brand collaborations, and financial empowerment. Join our thriving community of athletes and businesses where you can connect with brands, unlock exclusive campaigns, and amplify your impact on and off the field. Are you ready to rewrite the playbook for your success? Connect with Athlean today at www.athlean.app and let your journey to greatness extend far beyond the game. Athlean.